Hey, Sean Gaby here. Welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Hey everyone, Sean Gaby here with the Supernatural Leadership Podcast, talking about the difference between principle-led leadership and presence-led leadership. We all have a leader within. Why not make that leader a little more supernatural? Enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome again to another Supernatural Leadership Podcast episode. My name is Sean Gaby. Thank you so much for stopping by. I so appreciate our community online, our podcast family. Once again, please review, rate, subscribe, share it with your friends. We love to see this content impact your leadership and make it a little more supernatural. So as you know, every month we have guests on, have amazing supernatural leadership chats and today we have another special guest and her name is Toyin Crandall and just to bring you into a little bit about who she is I'm going to read her bio to you before I bring her on. Toyin Crandall is the host of the Millionaire Money podcast, a best-selling author, financial coach, international speaker and the founder of Money Mindset Shift. She specializes in helping business owners and career professionals ditch their limiting beliefs about money, design a simple, proven, and customized financial freedom plan so they can build wealth, get rest, and create a new legacy. She has coached thousands of individuals and families, helping them increase their wealth by tens of millions of dollars and pay off millions of dollars of debt while enjoying their lives in the process. Using the principles she teaches, Toyn Crandall went from being stuck in tens of thousands of dollars of debt having no food for her family to build, building eight streams of income and running her own multi-million dollar company. And her website is moneymindsetshift.ca. And so Toyan, I want to welcome you to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. This is your first time. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Sean. I'm really looking forward to this. I love your bio. Your bio is uh, super encouraging. I know that so many mm. people out there struggle in the area yep. of money. They struggle with a mindset, having a wrong yep. mindset or a bad mindset around money. And I love that your whole, you know, your your, your URL, your website domain is money mindset shift. It's shifting your mindset so that you can handle what God really yes. wants to entrust you with. And so I love the premise. I love your the baseline of your whole bio, but I'm assuming based upon the end of your bio, this wasn't always your mindset. You didn't have a money no, mindset <laughs> at one point. And so for the listeners out there, for myself included, bring us into the journey of how you got mm. to where you are today. Hmm. So Sean, it, it's so true what you said. You know, we didn't start as millionaires. We didn't get any handouts in the process. What literally happened was I actually came from full-time ministry and in full-time ministry, um, we were full on, like just running with the Lord. Anywhere you send us, we'll go. And he called me to shift into business. And it was something I had never really like thought I would do full time. And I go into business. And if you're in business, it's very different. The marketplace is very different from um, the, the kind of church ministry life. And that was when all my money mindset roadblocks came to the surface, right? And what was interesting was the day, my, kind of my wake up call, because before that point, I thought money doesn't matter. Like that was my thought around money. I never talked about money. Um, I was like, it's either like, you know, poverty or prosperity. I, so I just avoided the whole thing because I didn't want to be labeled one way or the other. 
And I start running my business and I don't fix my money mindset. And I think it was about six months into running the business, being the sole breadwinner for our family and really hitting a wall. I was, we had just had our baby and she was six months old. I'm having dinner in a very, we lived in a tiny basement apartment in the bedroom. You couldn't walk full on. You had to walk sideways along the bed. Um, and so I'm eating in the bedroom because there's no dining room, of course. And my husband had given me kind of food that was from canned food and I didn't care. It was fine, but he wasn't in the room with me. And I said to him, Hey babe, like there's only the kitchen and the bedroom. Where are you? <laughs> Come let's eat together. And he's like, Oh, meeting in the kitchen. I'm like, babe, we eat together all the time. So he comes in the room and I'm like, by the way, what are you eating? And he said to me, I'm eating chocolates. And I was like, I'm sorry for dinner. And he said, chocolates. And, and like, you're eating chocolates for dinner. And he said, yes, Toyin, we've run out of food. And so what had happened was he started eating, these chocolates weren't even chocolates we bought. It was Christmas time, December, 2016. And friends had given us a pack of chocolates for Christmas. And so he had been eating the chocolates, giving me the last of our food because I was breastfeeding our daughter. And I just, that was for me, the first moment where I was like, oh, oh, money matters. And this isn't working. <laughs> you know, there's something wrong here. And what, so I thought initially that the problem was a strategic problem. And so what I went into was, I remember getting a coach and the person explained to me, this is how you run business properly. I understood them on a logical level. I implemented what they told me. We had, I think $7,000 come in February, 2017. And I thought our problems were solved. Like I was like, this is the breakthrough. Like, this is what we've been waiting for. And what happened was from February, 2017, we made 7K and then I worked just as hard doing the exact same things. And we had $0, $0, $0 until the 7,000 finished. Then we had more money come in and then it would be 0, 0, 0. And by October of 2017, we were back in a position where we had to email friends and family, asking them to send us money to support us to cover our rent and our bills. And I just remember 2017, October, talking and praying to the Lord and being like, this doesn't make sense. I know what to do. I am not being lazy. I'm doing everything I got to do. And money is literally not following the reward, like I'm not getting the reward of the work that I'm putting out. And that month I had the most radical encounter with the Lord. I had a, a, a mentor who actually mentioned to me, Toyin, you are, what did he say? He said, you are demotivated by money. Cause I did this leadership assessment. It was like 300 something questions. And they looked at the assessment and they said, you're demotivated by money. And the Holy Spirit actually spoke to me in the moment. And he said, Twain, you're not demotivated by money. You're afraid of money. And he actually showed me some of my money. Now I have a name for it. Back then it was just thoughts, right? But he showed me some of the beliefs that I had about money. For example, being a believer, being someone who Jesus is my highest value. Like I love Jesus more than anything else on the planet. My biggest fear was if I have too much money, if I am not in a place of desperation financially, how can I have the same level of faith 
with my relationship with God, because that had been such a big, like I have all these miraculous stories of money when we were in struggle. And the Lord just started opening my eyes to a lot of the false beliefs that I had about him and money. And in that month, I created the program that I now teach, like have taught thousands of people, money mindset shift. And it was this process of me shifting my own mindset about money. And what happened was November, 2017, we earned more in that month than we had earned all of 2016. And between November, 2017 and today, we went from homeless. So living in my sister's house, living in my parents' house, living with an auntie from church for months in one bedroom to owning multiple real estate properties, 11 streams of income. I actually forgot to update my bio. 11 streams of income today, multi-millionaires, and helping all these other people shift their mindsets about money so they can grow and expand and step into the things that God is calling them to do. That's amazing. I love that. I, I It seems like everybody in a scenario like yourself has a moment where yes their mindset shifts into this idea or this belief that they have a mindset that has to shift like yeah i just want to i just want to ask you like you kept mentioning um not having a money mindset or having certain mindsets about money that were stopping you can you just identify at least one mm. and bring definition yes. to at least one of those wrong mindsets around money yes so just for those of you guys who are listening Every single person, we have beliefs around money. And in fact, in, in the uh, process that we walk a lot of people through, there's about 119 different limiting beliefs that a, one person can have about money. And often we find that even the most self-aware people, there was one guy recently that came to work with us and he is, he is a coach. He has worked with, he has helped so many other people. And he laughed because he said to him, when I came into your process, there was only one money mindset roadblock that I wanted to shift. Like I knew I'm limiting myself because of this one belief. And he laughed because he's like, I did your like exercise to find out what my money, my limiting beliefs about money were. He's like, I can't even tell it's embarrassing to tell you how many showed up when I actually looked in the mirror. And so for me back then, like I already mentioned one, I'll mention a second one. Back then, my very top limiting belief about money was if I have more than enough financially, it would take me away from God. But I'll give you another limiting belief about money that a lot of people have, which is you have to work hard to receive money. And like, I mean, this is such a common one. This is something that we all heard growing up. This is something that a lot of even motivational speakers will use to try to motivate. Like you got to grind, you got to push, you got to this, you got to that. And what that ends up creating in real life are people who work hard who do the stuff, who grind morning until night, who lose sleep over it. And they have these little peanuts coming in as a reward of that work. They don't actually get to enjoy the reward of the work that they do. And you have a lot of business owners, for example, who grind and grind and grind, and they never get to spend time with their family. And I remember working with a, a millionaire that came to us who she had, she was doing 100 hour weeks, 100 hour weeks. Uh, she wasn't taking lunches. She wasn't taking weekends. So she worked seven days a week. She was the hardest, like of, of all the people we've spoken to, she's one of the hardest workers I know. And yet every month 
her income was going smaller and smaller because this belief of I have to work hard to earn money was running her entire life. And then she comes in and that was one of the biggest beliefs we helped her to shift. She gets to a place where she's taking weekends off. She takes lunches off to go chill with her daughter. She chills in the evenings and she ends up making a million dollars within the year right after coming in to work with us and buying her dream house and taking, I think she took like a, a month off to enjoy her new dream house. And she's just like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that I could let go and receive at this level because we are so ingrained with the, you gotta grind in order to receive. Yeah, it's, I love that. And I, I always think about the whole idea of working smarter rather than harder. Yes, and, and I exactly. Think, I think in our culture, it is it is hard because you hear this encouragement over and over again, a hustle, grind. It makes me cringe, yes. actually. It actually makes me cringe now, some of the, yes. the lingo and the cliche words that are used to encourage like success in the way yes. the world defines success. And I, I think you're touching on that. And I love, you said it as one of the second mindsets that you struggle with when you just mentioned, mm. you mentioned that you thought it would bring you away from God. And yes. I think like my heart, like we actually did a series of the church culture years ago called Money Matters. And I, I mm. love one of my favorite subjects, no matter how controversial it is in a church setting all the time, is talking yes. about money. Jesus talked more about money than he did prayer. Thank Why? you. Thank Why? you. I think there's a reason, there's a reason for it because if you're, your prayers are actually hindered if you have wrong mindsets about certain things you're praying about. So that's I mean, exactly let's right. address all the other issues and then address prayer as secondary because when the other issues are addressed, then when you pray, your you prayers, actually you pray get right. to take action. Exactly. Yes. And and not only that, like one of the things that I really started to learn was that God's work requires money. Like as much as we want to live sometimes in this super spiritual place, it's like at the end of the day, the, the worship songs, like I, I used to do professional music. That's how me and my husband met. We've been worship leaders for years and years and years. Your favorite worship songs. I have four albums. They were produced with money, whether we like it or not. Like you wouldn't have heard that song. Yes, it's a song from heaven. And yes, that person received it. But if they didn't put money into putting it down into a format you could hear, you wouldn't hear it. But also, if they didn't put money into marketing it so that you halfway across the world or just down in another state from them could hear it, you'd never hear it. Bibles are printed with money. Like I met, I could talk about and it even, so much. You know, even more in the era of analog recording where yes. there was actual physical yes. distribution of a CD, you had yes. to have money. You had to go to the store. To get it out there. And the price of the CD also covered the overhead of paying the staff. And the, like you had to have That's money exactly right. to put a CD out like that and get it distributed. So yeah, I agree. But one of the things you said was um, taking, it away, taking you away from God. And I think part of the reason that that mindset get, creeps in is because without even realizing it, we, we hear... We yes. hear the scripture, the love of money is the root of all evil. And somehow we take the word love out. Translate it, yes. And, and we just hear money is the root of all evil. And somehow subconsciously we begin to just live in survival mode. Take away from it, yes. We're wanting to be super spiritual. But I believe as supernatural leaders, that's we right. have to understand that as supernatural leaders, we have to embrace money yes. in a good way. We're not worshiping money. We're not... That's exactly right. God. 
but we're just realizing that, hey, yeah, I don't have to worship money, but money does matter. Money is very yes. important. I need these shifts in my life to to adapt and grow as a supernatural leader. And so I would love it as we dive more into this conversation, if you would share a little bit about like, what does supernatural finance mean to you? Like when I say, because we mm. haven't really had a conversation on this podcast Ooh. yet about supernatural <laughs> finance, but just be asked to, to kind of like preface the, the question. Like, I yes. believe that like this whole podcast is about the difference between principle led leadership, which is, mm. which is great, which is good. And presence led leadership, which is even greater. We, yes. we don't throw out principles. We don't throw out, uh, we don't compromise our principles, but there's something that happens when presence, the presence of God, the supernatural yep. hits the principles of leadership in our life. There's an explosion. And that's what I would call in this context, in this conversation, like supernatural money, supernatural finance. Yes. Like it goes from just yes. good spreadsheets and good planning and good budgeting, which we all need. But yep. now to yep. how do we add the supernatural element in to touch yep. our money? Let's talk about that. Hey, everyone, before we continue on with this interview, I have some exciting news to share with you. The Supernatural Leadership School is now live. The platform has been launched with our very first e-course called the Voice of God module. I would encourage you head over to SupernaturalLeadership.com and sign up today and begin a brand new Supernatural Leadership journey. And now even, so as we're going into this, one of the things that I want to even add as well as a preface is, I think one of the definitions that we have really embraced around the conversation of supernatural finance is like whenever you say supernatural finance to most Christians, most believers, the, the thought we have is the miracles, just the miracles that happen. So for example, you know, I gave this amount and then this happened, you know? And so there's usually two top things that we think of or go to when we think of supernatural finance, giving and miracles. And what I have learned, because that's where I started. I started with this understanding that like giving and miracles were the kind of way to scale and build financially. And I remember listening to one of my mentors who was also a pastor and had also helped like 200 people become millionaires because he was just tired of the church struggling. And so he was like, let's make you guys millionaire missionaries. And um, millionaire I remember missionaries, that, that should be a That's brand. what he called it. Because the yeah, word missionary goes against <laughs> right. the word millionaire and in so many ways. <laughs> Exactly. And you know what's so cool is his people now, because they're all million, there are so many of them that are millionaires, they have like hundreds and thousands, tens of thousands of like community outreach programs and all these things that are self-funded because money's not an issue. So anyway, this guy, I was, I really respect him because it works. And um, I, I remember he said at one point, praying, giving, and tithing is not enough to build wealth. And I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> Like I remember me and my hubby actually looking at each other and going like, I don't know about this dude. Like, no, praying, giving and tithing is the way to do it. Cause that's the only way we understood for building wealth and having supernatural finance and what, and but then we asked each other, <laughs> like we were like, okay, let's be honest with ourselves. How many people do we know who pray, who give, who tithe, who are not where they they know they're called to be financially. And we were like the top of the list, right? And I just remember, so praying, giving, and tithing are, are financial principles 
So they need to happen. And at the same time, there are these other elements of finance principles and presence and leaning into the Holy Spirit that you have to apply. So if someone isn't praying, giving and tithing, you're already sabotaging yourself, right? And that's one of the things I talk about in my book. Guys, I am not a pastor. In my book, I talk about the fact that one of the beliefs some people have about money is I'm too broke to tithe. That is a belief. And what they don't understand is they are literally setting themselves up to fight against themselves because they're not giving room for the Holy Spirit, even if it starts off as a tight financial, what looks like a tight financial situation. So that's one piece is you need to be willing to receive by giving and tithing and praying. At the same time, what we found is when you can be honest with Holy Spirit. So I'm going to give you some examples and some practical like ways people can do this thing. You have to be honest with yourself and with the Holy Spirit. And one of the questions I asked myself when the month that I shifted, and it's a question I ask every single person who comes to work with me, is what are the limiting beliefs that I have about money right now? And like, we have a ton of different ways that we ask this question to bring up a bunch of stuff, but just even that one question alone, because what can happen when you shift from principle to presence is in the presence of God, when you are in this place of honesty, transparency, you know, Holy Spirit, there's no judgment. Tell me anything I need to hear. Holy Spirit begins to open up your eyes to see what's really been holding you back. I'll give you one example that comes to mind immediately. I remember working the believer and he has an amazing family and he was super popular in his field. Like he was a thought leader in his field, but he came to us because even though so many people knew him, respected him, uh, he was going on red carpets. Like he's just out there for some reason he wouldn't get paid. Like the money, the financial reward wouldn't come in. And he was like, this doesn't make sense. The doors are all open. I am walking through them. But whenever it comes to money exchanging hands, it just never happens. So we start doing this process of figuring out what his money mindset roadblocks were. And the biggest one that came up was he had people in his life that he had seen get successful and betray their family right? So leave their wife or stop caring about their children. And for him, he loved his family like so much. It's part of his calling as, as a child of God is to love his family. And he was so afraid of jeopardizing his family unit that subconsciously he wouldn't want to receive money. And uh, he does our program, goes through the process and he ends up land, like everything shifts, of course, like he, he's willing to receive money. He's landing these five-figure contracts back to back to back to back. He is doing extremely well. But guess what he realizes? His whole family gets to enjoy that fruit with him. So instead of the, that, that lie that the enemy had told him, because he knew God had called him to these rooms, the lie the enemy had told him to keep him outside of the calling of God was, if you do this, you'll lose your family. And he now gets rid of the lie steps into the calling and all of a sudden his family is actually doing better than they were as a unit. He loves his wife more. He gets more free time to spend with her. So they're falling in love with each other all over again because he's not hustling so hard. And, and that's just one. I, 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 if you don't mind, I'll give another one that, yeah. that came to mind. Can I just, say, you know, can there I just was a comment, woman. Can I just comment on one thing you yes. said? I think this is good just for the listeners out there. Like, cause I think 
when we think of a mindset, we often forget the mm. power of a mindset. Like how, yes. you know, it's like if you, if you have a mindset of you always feel rejected in every room yes. you ever walk yes. in, you just, you subconsciously, you've accepted that you're just not loved somehow. Yes. And I'm, I, there's, I think it's so spiritual and so supernatural. It's like, we actually, yes. we actually experience the very thing that we believe about ourselves. So like we're actually yes. repelling. So if we feel rejected without even mm-hmm. realizing we're repelling acceptance, acceptance. we're repelling love, we're repelling yep. that, like that feeling of adoption in a room. Yep. And therefore that, that feeling or that mindset of rejection continues its cycle. Get strengthened. And so, yeah, yes. it's like it's oh my so, gosh. so when you say, when you say for those that are listening out there, like this guy had this mindset of I didn't I don't want to leave my family if I get successful it's like practically speaking like who knows exactly what he was doing practically to like maybe I don't know his somehow he was mm-hmm. rejecting people's yes. people's desire to yeah he wouldn't put out the, the, the invoices yeah. he wouldn't ask for and guys these right. things show up practically like right. when you have the wrong mindset about money for like for example with me I remember I've never followed up on client invoices. Like you will find yourself. I remember another woman, she would have a launch in her business and she would do all the work. And then the week of the launch, a random emergency would always happen. And she'd never actually launch. So you see all these people who start and they never actually get to the other side or they don't, they know what they're supposed to get paid. They get in the conversation. They've made the decision. This is what I'm going to ask for. They show up and their mouth says a different number, a lower number. And they're like, what, what am I doing? And it's the subconscious showing you what you are comfortable with. And just to go with what you just said, like, it is so true how we receive what we are. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. It literally says it. So, you know, one of the the Romans chapter 12, it says, renew your mind, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Like so many times we want our physical circumstance to shift. We want to step into supernatural leadership. We want to be that leader that God has called us to be, but because we are not willing to get honest with the Lord about the the mindsets that are holding us back from that level, we, we we're just running up against the ceiling over and over and over again, binding the devil, casting out demons, but the God's looking at us going, you just need to fix your mindset. Like, could we just have a real conversation, please? And that's why we need teachers and guides. Like, that's why this is what, yes. what you're doing is so important. We need coaches because we don't even know we have the mindset until yes. we have a run-in with the coach. And I think that for you, like, I love what you said. You said this phrase, you said the subconscious conscience shows us what we're comfortable with. It's so true. It's like a revealer of like, when we're, yeah, when we make a decision, I'm going to charge this and we get into the room. It's like, we get suckered punched or suckered into this whole other thing because we feel bad or compassion. Yes. And that is just an exposure of the mindsets or like you said it, like our subconscious is showing us what we're actually comfortable with. We're not actually comfortable with of holding our value. We're comfortable with compromising our value over exactly. and over again. So I love it. So continue on. Cause I want to dive into another story. You're going to mention another, yes. another story. Yes. There's okay. So th- this one was just super cool. This woman, she just shared this with us this month of November. And so it was just really, really awesome. When she came to us, this was last year. Um, she was earning in her business about, a, she said 5,000 to 
uh, what was it, five thousand to one thousand dollars a month. And back then, she couldn't charge, even though she was doing so much for her clients. She worked in the area of funding. She was doing so much for her clients. She was literally helping her clients get money <laughs> to the tune of millions and millions of dollars. And she was afraid to charge anything more than like $1,500 on a good day. Like on a good day, she'd maybe say $1,500. And even then, because there's all these beliefs of like, this is too much, I can't ask for that, the blah, 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 she would, she would sabotage it. So she, even then she wouldn't really get clients, even though she was helping them do these magnanimous things in their businesses and, and, and not-for-profits and all of that. And she, she comes into our process and she realizes just for her, it leaned more toward kind of the, the, the belief that I have. She's also a believer. And it was this place of like, I don't want to jeopardize my relationship with God and also accepting her value, like accepting what she was bringing to the table for what it was and not belittling the gifting that God has given to her. Because often for, for many of you who are listening, whatever your calling is, whatever your gifting is, you may feel like it comes naturally to you. And so because, I mean, it comes naturally to me, I can't dare ask for, to be paid at the value of what it is because it comes naturally to me. I mean, and so she goes through this process and just this past, a couple of weeks ago, she messaged us and she's like, oh, just wanted to let you know, I just landed, uh, uh, I just had a client come in who is a $240,000 contract in the middle of all the other contracts that I had come in this week. And she's like, like she, she, she essentially said, we're going to help them like create some rock stardom through their stuff. But she was like, I'm just reflecting on the difference <laughs> of who I am today to be able to not just say $240,000 in a, in a conversation, but to be in a place where I genuinely know that is the value I provide. And because of that, I can actually receive that amount. And the person can actually respond to me with a thank you, thank you. This is exactly what we need. And it's just, guys, when to, to, to what you highlighted, Sean, about our subconscious showing us, like our, our life shows us what we want. And many of us, when you hear something like that, your logical brain will revolt. <laughs> like your logical brain will look at your current situation and say, absolutely not. Like, this is not what I want. This is not what I've signed up for. I know that I'm capable of more and I want to receive more, but that's your logical brain speaking. And the biggest thing I tell people to do is take a pen, like get a pen, get a paper and write down the patterns that you are seeing in your life and in your finance. Because when you can see the patterns, the patterns don't lie. Your brain can tell you, oh yeah, I'm comfortable being a millionaire. You can do all the declarations. You can do all the affirmations. But if you write down on paper, these are the patterns that actually happen when it comes to money in my life. All of a sudden you're awake and you're like, okay, there's something I got to fix here. Wow. That's amazing. Let me, let me ask you this because we're coming, running out of time a little bit here, but I'd love mm. for you to touch on, this has been an amazing conversation so far, though, by the way, I feel like we need to do part two. Um, just a little plug. Little I'm down. Plug. I'm down. Little part two plug. Um, because I'm just getting jazzed all of a sudden with some of this content. I feel like I'm getting ideas and conversation topics. Mm. But I, I, I am wondering, like you, back to your journey a little bit. You had this mindset yes. shift, which is what yep. everything you've done today is built on. Back in 2017, yes. 
You had a banner yes. year at the end of the year. You said by November, things shifted November. for you. So now let's say you're in 2018, 2019, you're really scaling. You're making yes. money. You're moving from surviving in the wilderness to prospering yes. in the promised land, so to speak, for all you spiritual people out there. And you're prospering. <laughs> and, you're, yes. and, and, and was there a point in your prosperity when yes. you were tempted to go back to an old mindset or you felt like unworthy listen, or you were challenged or you were like, oh my gosh, Sean, this is too much. This is too much. Listen, okay, guys, my clients know this about me. I do, so we have this, this course, this process called Money Mindset Shift. I do my own process every single year. So because the roadblocks that come into your mind when you are going from debt to neutral, zero in net worth, there's going to be a set of roadblocks like debt is normal. Oh my gosh, can I actually be debt free? You know, blah, blah, blah. But then there's a different set of roadblocks that show up when you want to go from now I'm debt free, but I want to get to 250K a year. And so you got to clear those roadblocks to actually get to 250K a year. So our growth has been exponential. And I remember we went from like, I think it was like 16K to 130K to over 600K to over a million. And then it's just been growing and multiplying every year. And for me, I... I'm not shy about it. The main reason is because, so I'm still a human being and I still have bad days. I still have people who will make a comment and all of a sudden it triggers me. And I'm like, oh, God, like, is this, am I, da, 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 da. and then I have to go through this actual process for my brain to give myself permission to step into the next level of what God is calling for me in my life. So to your question, like I absolutely have those days. The main difference with Toyin today versus Toyin in the beginning is one, in the beginning, I didn't even know I had those mindsets that were limiting. Now I know it. Like I, I call it an ick. Like as soon as I set a new goal, and this is for everyone, you know, the Bible talks about the sower who sows the, the word, the seeds, and some of it bears fruit and all of that. But one of the things it says is that some of the seed is planted and it sprouts, but then there is trial and the trial chokes out the word. And I've found that whenever God gives us a higher level vision for our lives, for our business in the marketplace, there will be something that'll come up to test it and say, did you really hear God? And in those moments, I go through this process to say, okay, what are the limiting beliefs that are coming up? What is it triggering inside of me? How do I shift it? And then how do I accept the next level that the Lord is calling me into. And it allows me not just to do it, but to do it with rest and flow. Like the first, in the middle of the growth that I explained, we took, I think it was six months in the first year I took off to do something else I'm passionate about. The next year I took three months off the business to help my family because someone had a, 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 an accident and they needed people to care for them physically. And then the next year I took off like, we took like 11 months off with, between this year and last year. And we are still multiplying our revenue wow. because it doesn't have to be difficult. That's amazing. That's so, so encouraging, Joanne. That's so encouraging. Yeah. What are some practical or at least one practical activation you'd leave with our listeners today to kind of Man. practically apply some of what we talked about? Yes. If you, if any of this conversation guys has resonated with you, there's one exercise I want you to do. The first thing I want you to do is like I said, get a pen, 
get a paper and sit down with the Lord. And in fact, there's two questions that I want, two things I want you to do with that pen and paper. One, you're gonna ask the Holy Spirit in the presence of God, fully open, what are some of the limiting beliefs that I have about money. It's not going to bring up all of them because obviously you don't have these things to like kind of clue you in, but just that one simple question is going to show you some of the major ones that are running the script in your life. The second thing I want you to do with that pen and paper is I want you to write down how has this shown up practically in my life? What are some of the patterns that I see happening? And don't give stories. Don't like, oh, but this time it was because this happened. And this time it was no, 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 no excuses around it. Just results wise. What have I noticed financially in my life? That's so good. Yes. That's an amazing activation. And I would say as a supplement to that and a bonus to that visit money mindset, but money mindset shift.ca and check out Toyan Crandall's coaching, because I think this is a huge uh, part of stepping it up and stepping out onto yes. the water in a new way out of what's comfortable in this season. And if you feel like you resonated with anything that was shared, the link yeah. and the information is in the description below on the podcast. And you can yeah. visit our website, get the information and take a step forward and start hopefully a brand new money game changing journey in your yes. life and in your leadership. That's awesome. And you'll get you'll get access like on that website we have a free class that you're able to to visit and we have a class for just literally every situation you can imagine and then we have a special class for people who are business owners and so you, you're able to watch those classes and you're able to also click on the link uh through Sean's podcast and you'll be, you'll be able to have a conversation for free. Toyan, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to spend time on this podcast. I know everybody listening and that's going to listen to this is going to be super impacted by it if they haven't been already. And so I just appreciate you. I love what we talked about. And I just hope that we can do a part two real soon. I'll be back on. <laughs> Thanks again awesome. to well, thank all so of the much, listeners. Sean, thank for you. Me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you to all the listeners out there uh, for visiting and listening, engaging in our Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Remember, you all have a leader within you, so why not make that leader a little more supernatural? See you next time. If this podcast has been an investment into your life and or impacted you in any way, we are incredibly thankful. We would love for you to join us in being able to continue bringing leadership content like this every month. Of course, it does not come without a cost, and our heart is to continue bringing you more improved quality and content. If you would like to partner with us with a one-time financial gift, or to sign up as a monthly partner, you can do so at kingdomculture.ca. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast.